Mosh Pit. Well, it's Thursday, and we're back with another Mosh Pit edition of Days of the New. I'm Nick, joined as always by my co-host Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It is a Tuesday evening, and uh, you, I'm breaking tradition here. Uh, I've gotten to the point where basically I'm just down in fifths of liquor uh, with diminishing returns. So uh, in order to uh, kind of pare down the tolerance, I'm enjoying a nice alcohol-free ginger beer. Oh, nice. Uh, ginger beer is always my go-to when I feel like a drink and I shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, well, I should be drinking is my problem. But it's... Well, no, I shouldn't say I have a drinking problem, per se. The problem is is that I don't get drunk. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. I do. I, I do. <laughs> and then I get in fights with people. Oh, God. Um. Oh, before we get into this, I would like to issue a... um. Uh, not a correction, but an apology. Uh, a gentleman left a very nice review uh, about our Barrier Dead episode and uh, did point out in a helpful piece of cr uh, constructive criticism. I should mention that after the new metal era of Barrier Dead, vocalist Matt Brusso returned to Barrier Dead and they released an amazing album called Mosh and Roll and then followed that up, I think, uh, two years ago with an EP called uh, or We Are Barrier Dead incredible stuff uh so the story didn't end there just wanted to issue that correction yeah fair and i mean to be fair anyone that listened to our fear factory episode heard us saying barrier dead's praises at the end of the episode as yes. well yeah so uh the, the story did not end with a shitty sons of anarchy ripoff <laughs> but moving along nick what do you got for me today man well kevin this week we're heading to belgium the home of delicious fruit beers jean-claude van damme waffles NATO headquarters. Uh, <laughs> and it also brought us something wonderful that I didn't know about until yesterday. Okay. That thing is the Brides of Lucifer. <laughs> yes. Um, Nick, you just introduced me to the Brides of Lucifer yesterday, and I love it. I have been listening to it nonstop, which, knowing you, always makes me ready for the other shoe to drop. So, like, just let's get it over. Are they part of the Fuel Society or... No, no, no. Uh, from what I can tell, it's all on the up and up. It's not grifty. It's fine. Oh, um, but speaking of grifty and not on the up and up, if you do Google Brides of Lucifer, we're talking about the music group, not the dork-ass NFT. So if you see like a gold devil woman that someone's trying to sell you, it, that's not what we're talking about. So uh, yeah, just if you see an animated GIF, or just... just Screenshot it and move on. I think you own it now. Anyway. Also, uh, nor are we talking about the uh, 1971 novel Bride of Lucifer by uh, author Violet Winspear. I do assume that that's where they got their band name from, but I have no evidence to support that. Well, you know, when it comes to Violet Winspear, there's a couple different names that you could choose. Uh, so this lady was, uh, she was a British writer and she was like queen of the fuck novel. Oh, great. So... <laughs> She's got, like, if you go to her Wikipedia, her first book, right at the gate, 1961, Lucifer's Angel. Oh, and I thought you were going to say into... Lucifer's anus. <laughs> uh, she's got Viking Stranger, uh, Desert Doctor, just, Ooh. yeah, uh, Dangerous Delight. Uh, this one's kind of weird, Unwilling Bride. Oh. Uh, yeah, Pilgrim's Castle, uh, Castle of the Seven Lilacs, uh, then Bride of Lucifer. Followed with Dear Puritan and then Black Douglas. It goes on and on. Uh, she's got Silver Slave, Rapture of the Desert, 
Kisses and the Wine. I'm going to guess that these are incredibly problematic uh, by today's standards. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with 1974's epic Noble Savage. (laughs) Anyways, so that is probably where this group got their, their name. Brides of Lucifer was a metal project formed in 2016, also known as the Before Times, by three pro musicians named Coin Buisi, Stephen Kolokny, and Yves Mirgartz. And God forgive my stupid Yankee imperialist pronunciation. because Well just, done. I don't know. I'm giving it top marks. Thank you. Um, so their website is now defunct. But uh, from that website, the objective was to bring a unique and original tribute to metal by combining a female choir with the brutal force of guitar riffs and drums. Uh, and then to give the audience the experience of a lifetime, both musically and visually. Yep. So another thing Belgium is known for is big ass music festivals. And there aren't as many metal fests as big as Graz pop. So somehow this band that started, these three guys just came up with this concept. Uh, they pitched to the organizers and for their very first show, they received top billing on the marquee stage of Graz Pop, joining metal luminaries like Rammstein, Emperor, the Dillinger Escape Plan, In Flames, Helmet, Ministry, and Sum 41. <laughs> I, what? I don't know how that one slipped in there, but they, whatever. Um, but also show favorites, uh, Comeback Kid, Rob Zombie, and Touche Amore played as well, amongst others. Um, so yeah, their very first show, unproven. I don't know. They must have had a sweet demo. They nail like the third stage headlining spot two days in a row at a music festival that had like 150,000 people at it over the weekend. Wow. So um, I want you to visualize this, okay? You're a European metalhead and you have no idea who this headliner is, but you got to be up front, right? And out comes a band of typical metal long hairs who just start playing while lights are exploding all over the place. But all of a sudden, the stage goes purple and 13 women dressed in one-piece leather bodysuits and headdresses made out of spikes and gears and animal parts, all wearing various degrees of corpse paint and bust into a multi-part harmony version of Ronnie James Dio's Holy Diver. What do you do? Uh, fucking, these are the sirens that are going to make me crash my ship into the rocks. Like... <laughs> Some smoking hot Scandinavian babes, like, seductively crooning south of heaven. I'm fucking dead. So, like, so yeah, at that show, they went on to play not only Holy Diver, but Walk by Pantera, Painkiller by Judas Priest, South of Heaven by Slayer, Angle by Romstein. And now, now because I know everyone listening is like, fucking play it already, you nerds. Uh, here <laughs> is that Pantera cover. Okay, do we have your attention now? Yes. So, anyway, they parlayed the success of those shows to their first actual headlining club show at the legendary Ancien Belgique. Uh, so this venue is actually super famous. Uh, it's most famously known for The Cure breaking up after getting into a fist fight with each other on stage. Uh, they did get back together afterwards. Wait, The um, Cure got in a fist fight? 
Yeah, it was probably more imagine? of a slap fight. Yeah, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> You're smearing my lipstick. Okay, anyway. It's also uh, known for the crowd booing Elvis Costello's opening act, Suicide, who then completely berated and antagonized the crowd and released the recordings as the live album, 23 Minutes Over Brussels. Um for real, though, it's an insane story. Costello eventually came out and played a really short and angry set because he was really pissed off at the crowd's treatment of suicide, and it caused a riot, and the lead singer of Suicide got his nose broken. Amazing. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Suicide? No, I have not. Uh, okay. So imagine you're there to see Elvis Costello, his like, goofy post-punk whatever, yeah, And these guys come out and play Frankie's Teardrop, a song about a poor factory worker that loses his mind and comes home and murders his wife and children and then goes to hell. Here's a clip. <laughs> Frankie looked at his wife. Shut up. Yeah, so anyway, while he was playing that song, somebody in the crowd stole his microphone. So uh, he just uh, went acapella. The band quit playing and freaked out. And then he got the microphone back and apparently and just sang the rest of that song. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine that there was a time in, in this world where that could just get a gig opening for Elvis Costello at yep. one of the most prestigious venues in Belgium? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean... Five Finger Death Punch goes on tour. <laughs> There's a lot I... of people that will pay to listen to crap. <laughs> and I'm not saying Suicide's crap, because actually they were pretty inventive and, and important, um, but Frankie's Teardrop is a pretty unlistenable song. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Brides of Lucifer. <laughs> so they get this gig at Ancien Belgique, and they sell it out. 2,000 heads, right? And this is their second show. And here's why we at Days of the New are covering this band. In addition to Angle, they played three other new metal songs that night. Um, they finished their set with Machine Head's Halo and then returned for an encore playing System of a Down's Chop Suey and Sepultura's Roots, Bloody Roots. And because you deserve some earwash after Frankie Teardrop, here is their take on Sepultura. Fucking haunting, right? Awesome. Awesome. The angelic choral singing and like overall pageantry, like it speaks directly to my Catholic upbringing, which is why I'm into the devil. <laughs> Catholics are fucked up, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there are just like unknown number of like goth teenagers that don't know that this album exists because nobody knows that this album exists. They they did put this album out. They got a deal. They put out a full length on Rhino, which is weird. Because for those that don't know, Rhino is the label that puts out like compilation albums you buy from television infomercials. Yep. One of my first uh, uh, or one of the most pivotal albums uh, that I owned was a three disc collection called Undead a gothic masterpiece uh, put out by Rhino. Fantastic. I uh, yep. would love to talk about that whole thing on another episode. 
So uh, the band played a few more festivals and uh, a couple other shows. They added Duality by Slipknot into their set. Uh, I would play it for you, but I can only find a cell phone recording, and it's a mess. But if you really want to hear it, you can find it pretty easily on YouTube. Uh, the official website for the band says that the original members split after 10 shows and went their separate ways. The band played their final show at Eurosonic 2019 in the Netherlands, but every other show they played was in Belgium. Um, I have to imagine that the tour cost for an act this big would cost a fortune, but this show as a tour package would have crushed in any continent it went to. Absolutely. It's a... Uh... Uh, go look at the videos. There's so much fire happening. Yeah, just it's fire uh, and crazy light yeah. shows, and like the costumes are epic. Like, I if I heard that Brides of Lucifer was playing within like a three hour drive, I would get in the car and go. One hundred percent. The band resurfaced into the zeitgeist momentarily uh, after their cover of Behemoth's "O Father, O Satan, O Son" was featured in the closing credits of the most recent episode of HBO's "Righteous Gemstones," oh. my current favorite show and one you should go check out. If you like our dumb jokes, you'll probably like where they're coming from on that. <laughs> I also want to point out that one of their covers is uh, a favorite of mine: uh, the track "Burn in Hell" by Twisted Sister. Now. How, do you know where that song was originally featured? Uh, I don't. Well, let me show you. That's right. The song Burn in Hell was originally introduced in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, we've never talked about Pee Wee Herman on this podcast before. That somehow never, never figured it'd make its way in. Um, yeah, that just about wraps it up. I want to say thanks to friend of the show, Leah, for tipping us off to this one. If anybody knows any more about this project, please hit us up on our socials over at Days of the New on Instagram and Twitter. I feel like there's more to this story that I couldn't find. Uh, I reached out to people that I know that worked at the agency that booked them at some of these festivals, and I, I just I got nothing. They played 10 shows, and they vanished into the ether. As, as a bride of Lucifer would back into the ethereal fog, into the uh, uh, windswept forests. Yeah, so anyway, that's it for us for the week. Um, instead of our dumb theme song, we'll play you off this week with Brides of Lucifer's cover of Chop Suey by System of a Down. And we will see you next Thursday for our take on Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe. Hail Satan! Days of the New is a production of the Palm Springs 86. Yeah.